everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 109. Happy Friday, by the way, podcast family. I hope you guys are enjoying this wonderful day. Today's topic is Big Sky, season two, episode eight, titled The End Has No End. And this was their winter finale. They will not return until sometime in February. They did not drop a date yet. So we have, you know, a little break, which is something that Big Sky does that I hate because they get us all wound up and, you know, ready for more. And they went out definitely with the banger, definitely with the banger. And we are about to get into it, break it down, dissect it like we do over here on this platform. So sit back and enjoy my recap. Don't forget if you guys want to follow me or inbox me or anything on social media platforms, Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And don't forget you can email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews13 at gmail.com. And don't forget you can always follow my music playlists. They are exclusively on Spotify. I have made all of my favorite play my favorite songs into, you know, my playlist that I like to jam to. So if you type in Shanice loves on Spotify. I know for for sure one will populate. You'll see my picture profile. If you click on it, you'll see several other playlists. They all start with Shanice loves. I have like Shanice loves rock. Shanice loves R and B. Shanice loves hip hop or nineties. Nineties one. Nineties nineties two. Nineties one. I think it's hip hop. Nineties two is R and B, blues, gospel, uh, chill mode. When you laid up with your boo, y'all on a romantic night, I got y'all covered there. I got uplifting music, Neo Soul. I have it all. So check out my playlist. Follow me on Spotify and Groove. I'm telling y'all, the music, my ears is long. They long, y'all. And um, if you want to inbox me or DM me off Facebook or Instagram, if you have any feedback for me on the pod, or if you have something that you would like for me to recap, please reach out. I do not mind. Um, Do not forget to tune back in for Friday nights in December. We are doing snowfall. So I will will upload my snowfall by 9 p.m. EST tonight. Um, and I'll be back on Sunday for my power book Two recap ghost and they are going on their winter break as well. So some of our shows are about to go away for a couple of weeks through the winter break, but don't worry. I will not stop, um, uploading. I will be bringing content. So the content does not stop. Even though our shows are on break, I'll have some other things that we we're going to recover or recap. And it'll be fun, fun, fun. (laughs) I know that was corny, corny, corny. (laughs) Let's get into the show and talk Big Sky. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, so they left us with the banger. They left us with the banger. This was an emotional roller coaster on this episode. Um, 
Remember last week I told y'all everybody hide and everybody run. Ronald is coming to town. <laughs> oh, when Ronald comes to town, Ronald comes to town, child. We got Ronald on the loose. He walks up to a gas station, stumbles on the first thing he sees is a mobile home. <laughs> The bumper sticker has, the end has no end. So it's like fate. That's his mobile home. That was what he was meant to see. He hops his happy ass straight in there. And what do you know? The keys are in there like it is ready to drive off. We have a young lady. She comes out of the bathroom. And the first thing she can say is, I got bear spray on me. And he's like, "Um, that's nice. He tosses her ass out of the mobile home and we see whoever she was with they were in the car they were inside the gas station there at the checkout buying what they need and all they see is her ass get tossed out and ronald dips off on the highway (laughs) i told y'all to hide i told (laughs) y'all we go to the next scene child t-lock still crying (laughs) <laughs> he stills he's still begging for his life don't kill me I, I i will i will forget your face i will forget your face please i did not kill smiley he is pleading pleading with uh travis and he tells travis that he found the drugs by the crash and that's where he found the bag at and travis is like well where is the money where's the bag of money which T-Lock did not know anything about that. The only thing he knew from Max is that they found the drugs. He She never mentioned the money. So, you know, he just put T-Lock in on something that he did not know. So while he's, you know, roughing him up and T-Lock is crying, Dietrich, he calls and he just tells him like, uh, Smiley is dead. And, you know, Travis is like, where? Well, what you want me to do with this dude? And he like, kill him. And that's that. He hangs up the phone and he like, hold on. <laughs> so <clears throat> he's um when when Dietrich hangs up the phone, he is sitting at the rest you know, at their little bar and he's talking to one of his men and he's telling them, like, look, Smiley was telling me to watch out for Travis. So, you know, even though all this this has happened, I do not trust him. And we go right back to um, Travis and T-Lock. And Travis shoots at T-Lock like he's going to kill him, but he purposely misses. You know, he's a cop. And, you know, he's just scaring his old scary ass. (laughs) So we get into the next scene and we see Jenny is put back on the case while she is talking to the sheriff and, you know, another one of the cops who works there, they're, um, they have Smiley's hand in a box, you know, so they're putting all of this together, seeing that it's about to be like a drug war and a cartel is, you know, moving in on their town. And they have basically, they are tied into everything that's going on, even with deputy Harvey's death. So, um she's talking to him about that and we see that the sheriff he knows more than what he's been saying and he's telling her like look i've been hearing about you know you having a fling with travis and you know 
where it is, he, you know, he's dirty. And then, you know, Jenny, she kind of tells him, like, look, you're the one who took me off the case. But as far as my personal life, it is what it is. That's off limits and he not dirty. But he puts her back on the case. You know, he, he doesn't. He kind of, um, you can tell even since season one that her and the, you know, the sheriff, they go way back. He more acts like, you know, overprotective father figure to her. Like, he really likes Jenny. He looks out for Jenny, and he had been wanting her to come back to be a cop. So I pretty much knew he was going to eventually put her back on the case. But, you know, Jenny is a wild card. She likes to come up with her own rules. She gets stuff done, but she does not go by the book, her or Cassie. <laughs> um, so we get into the next scene, and we see Jack and Ren together in the same room <laughs> and he has come to town to shake things up a bit to make sure Ren is doing what she has been telling their father that she is doing you know being on top of everything and you know we can tell Ren is not happy to have him there she wants to be far away from her brother and uh her dad and <clears throat> you know he lets her know like look I'm going to give you to the end of the week to get everything handled. And if if it's not, then, you know, my my number one, because, you know, he brought his, you know, she got Duno when he got his guy. He like, he about to get the dropping bodies all around Montana. Like, it is what it is. We about to shut it down. And you are coming back to Canada with me, my dear. You will be back with me and dad. And while they're talking, they also mention his dad was going to come originally and he talked to him in a first, let me go check on her. And we can tell she don't want to be nowhere near her dad. But he lets him know, like, look, well, he was going to bring his girlfriend. She's in the horses. So we can tell they don't really like the girlfriend just from, like, that little small conversation. But that that was basically walking us into what's going to what's to come. And we've seen that even more when Travis was talking to Jenny. And I'll get to that. But we see that they'll probably be introduced to us in the second half of season two because they didn't mention that for no reason. <clears throat> we get into the next scene and we have Cassie in the kitchen. She and they're getting her little dance on. You know, she and they're grooving. She's in a happy spirits. Her and Mark finally then had some type of bond. They didn't kiss. You know, Cassie has been through a lot. You know, even with her, when we go back to season one with her emotional roller coaster relationship with Cody, you know. So, you know, with Mark, he's a U.S. Marshal. She's like, can finally, you know, let her hair down and breathe. So she in there just dancing. And her dad walk in, like, you know, you remind me of your mother. She always danced when she was happy. So. We get another nice father and daughter moment with them. They are very close and they have showed us that since season one, episode one, how he is always there. He's always, you know, being that father figure to her son and they have them three are so super close and you know, they're talking about the ranch and how he put in an offer and you know, he like, you know what? It's meant to be. This this is gonna be this is gonna be our ranch. I put in the offer and it's gonna it's meant to be. He's like, I can feel it in my gut feeling. You know, you had a gut feeling, you know. So we get into the next scene, and Jenny shows up telling her that Tanya is working for Ren Buller. And Cassie tells her, you know, about the ranch 
in that, you know, she showed up with um, talking about she was willing to put an offer in for her boss. So they are starting to put two pieces together, like they're seeing, you know, tie in with more money and this different type of attitude. So, you know, they fill each other in on what they both learned about Tanya. And, you know, when them two put their heads together, they about to get the case solved. Jenny and Cassie, they don't play. So we get into the next scene and we see Phoebe. She is staying with Agatha's sister. She looks, you know, semi-happy. Uh, you know, she's just in her room, but she's hearing like creepy noises. And Agatha's sister comes in and, you know, offers her some ice cream. And she's like, look, there's a monster in my room. And she's like, look, girl, there's not no monster in your room. Do you want Rocky Road ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry? <laughs> so she ain't trying to really hear what phoebe is saying she just thinks phoebe is a little scared she goes to get her some ice cream and what do you know after she walks out phoebe is still hearing noises and we see ronald krueger he comes from the closet whispering shh i'm like ronald and phoebe remember in season one phoebe was really crazy about ronald really crazy about ronald i want to say she even seen him do one of his bad things when they were in the woods um so but we see she ain't too happy to see him right right there while he yelling shush and shit so we get into the next scene child Cassie meets up with Tanya. Now let's just stop right there. Let, let's just take a little break. We could take our time, right? We we off to February, so let's break it down a little slower. <clears throat> now let's go back to the first episode. We were introduced to Miss Tanya. She was fragile. She was scared. She was just a waitress working for a diner trying to make ends meet. And, you know, now she's sitting there. She got a new Apple laptop pulled out. She dressed in her suit, looking like she a damn loan officer or real estate agent. She has this very cocky, arrogant demeanor, you know. And Cassie is basically like, look, let's just cut the bullshit. Let's just cut it real quick. Are you in trouble? I can help you. I know you're working for Ram Buller. And <clears throat> we get a very arrogant Tanya. Like, Rand has done a lot for me. She is just a successful businesswoman, you know, and all this other stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. And Cassie is like befuddled, you know. <laughs> she like, she is befuddled, like confused. And she is like, I know what this is about. This is about because we put an offer in too. You're just jealous. You're just this. And, you know, Cassie gets up like, wow, I, I cannot believe this is the same woman. And, she, you know, first she's like, you know, oh, did she become your boss after she kidnapped you? And she's like, no, Deputy Harvey kidnapped me. So Cassie just gets up like, you know what? This girl, her mind is is gone she didn't cross all the way over to the dark path um even when we go back to the beginning of this episode when duno was talking about jack bodyguard hit him she's sitting up there being doing a right hand co-signer he did he did <laughs> so do you guys remember rocky three and you know he was like when he was talking about apollo if he dies he dies 
well, for Tanya's character in Big Sky, if she dies, she dies. Next scene, we see Harper, Madison, and Max. They've all slept over at Madison's home. So they're like sleeping all in the bed together, having them a sleepover. And while they're waking up, Bridger, he busts in and he tells them that Curry is awake. So they have basically nursed Curry back to health. He's looking healthy. He's looking good. And when he goes down there, he gives them a stern warning like, look, kids, please listen. They are not going to stop coming after you guys. Give this money back. It's not yours. Give it back. You know, the guy who gave it to y'all, he was a bad man fighting for his life, and he didn't put y'all in danger. Give all the money back. So they're like, we will. You know, they promised him that they're going to give it back. And then also, before they went down there, we have a very scared Harper. Like, what, you know, Max, what if my fingerprints come back and they find out that I was at Deputy Harvey's house and Max assures her like you know what we have all been in this together we are going to continue doing this together so we see in the next scene excuse me guys sorry we see in the next scene Jenny finds out about T-Lock being declared (laughs) being declared a a missing person (laughs) because the mama, Max mama, she think he should have reported should have reported him missing. So she calls the police and tells them like he went to go turn some drugs in and he just didn't come back. And you know, we see that they're also still waiting on fingerprints to come back on Harper because um, you know, they want to put it off you know put everything together before they you know go questioning harper or max so it goes where they about to go talk to the mom about the missing boyfriend t-lock jenny and one of the other deputies and while they're going there we see travis has made it there first and by um t-lock told him where the drugs was at travis shows up there first and he finds the drugs in the shed but while he's in there jenny pulls up to talk to Max mother about T-Lock I mean Tracy missing she tells <laughs> she um you know <clears throat> she tells them that the drugs are in the shed they're kind of talking and uh she you know informs them on everything that happened with T-Lock why he um why he went to the police in the first place how he found the drugs but when they go out there when they put up Jenny specifically looked at the shed and as soon as they walk out they see the door is open so somebody was out there so you know they draw their guns they bust in there and you know the little plaques on the floor the wall the uh, floor pieces they are apart the drugs is gone, the T-Lock uh, ain't there, and now Travis then dipped off. So <clears throat> they take us to the next scene, and we see Jerry. We haven't seen Jerry in a while. Remember, uh, her mom was really sick, and her dad had came to talk to her about it. So it shows her pulling up at her parents' home, and, you know, she wants to visit her mom. And we see Cyrus. I mean, that ain't his name. But if y'all watch General Hospital, y'all know who Cyrus Renault is. <laughs> but we see um, the guy playing her dad. He is a really good actor. 
he comes out and it's a very nervous um reunion because she hasn't been there in years they had a bad falling out and you know why she's going in there she's looking at all the pictures and when she was a child and you know the house still looks the same and you know the dad is very nervous so he's like you know i need some whiskey you want some whiskey i want some whiskey (laughs) so we get into the next scene and we see um at the PI office, we see Cassie, her dad, and, you know, he's basically being like the repairman around there. He's, you know, fixing on things. We see Denise is in there being Denise child. <laughs> and in this scene, it made me realize that, um, well, Mark shows up as well. And, in this scene, it did make me realize like how much age closeness it looks like with all them. When they had uh, Mark, Cassie, and her dad, I'm like, they made her dad look like super young, like where he could have like been the same age as her. You know, that was they looked at all the same age. But anywho, Mark shows up and fills um, fills her in. You know, on just like on how happy he was that they kissed, and you know he's been thinking about her. She fills him in on Tanya, and you know she, he meets her dad. So we get a nice little scene there, and um, you know they plan to make a dinner date. They plan to go further, and they're also talking about you know the dad believing in you know why do we need a repairman if I can do it myself which um showed us was showing us why they brought that in when we seen the last bit of the episode and I'll I'll get to that so you know he's just basically looking out for his daughter being a repairman and they're talking about how he believes and you know he can do it himself he can help around here so we get a nice moment there they being all flirtatious and stuff (laughs) so we go into the next scene and we get Ronald Kruger and Phoebe. They're at a burger joint and we see Phoebe doesn't trust him anymore since she's been away. And with Agatha's sister, it looks like she's been hearing a lot of bad things about him, hearing people are looking for him. So she doesn't have that trust that she had at one point. And she is like, um, where's my mom? Did you kill her? <laughs> I was saying like, she don't know. All she want to do is see her mom. She don't even want them to eat. She's so nervous to be around him. And hell, he think is singing, I'm happy if you know it, shake your hands, gonna make her feel better. And she looking like, if I don't get out this damn mobile home, she looking at each window like, can I jump out of here? Can I jump out of here? He up there ordering milkshakes and stuff. So, yeah. So we go to the next scene. We go back to Max's house. And I'm sorry, y'all. Max's mom is dumb. <laughs> she's dingy. She's dumb. You know, I'm like, Remy Ma, are you dumb? <laughs> Jenny is trying to get through to her head. Like, look, uh, with the kind of past that Tracy T Lock he comes from, he might have looked at this more like an opportunity leaving with all these drugs. So Matt, he might not come back. She is looking so confused, like, do you think he left? (laughs) But as she's, like, giving her, you know, showing him pictures or whatever, she happens to stumble on Max's picture. And she's like, hold on, who who is this? And she's like, oh, that's my daughter. 
And she like, you know, Jenny, it don't take much for her to catch on. And she like, that does she babysit for Cassie Doyle? And she's like, um, yeah. And she's starting to get nervous. So they're starting to put more and more together. Like, okay, now it's starting to add up that, you know, Max is the one who, you know, found the drug. She's starting to put more and more together when she finds out that Max is her daughter. So <clears throat> we get to the next scene. And just a little side note, I told y'all before, I only started watching Big Sky because I seen Ryan Felipe was going to be the start of it. And I was so pissed when they killed him off the first episode. I was like, I'm not watching this no more. But the way how they took it off, I mean, the way how they left us with that cliffhanger when he got shot, you know, I watched it again. And it was just so good. I kept watching it. But so, but but the guy playing Travis, I he ain't no Ryan Felipe, but you know, he he damn fine. He nice to look at. <laughs> but he ain't no Ryan Felipe. That was just a side note, y'all. <laughs> so we get to the next scene and we see that um Travis takes the drugs back to Ren. And Ren is like, I know this guy. This is Stone, because that's his like alias name for his undercover job. And Jag is like, wow, I come to town and voila, the drugs are here. And she's like, look, I told you I was on it. Uh, you, I told you I got it. So while they're talking, we see Dietrich pull up. As soon as he pulls up, he is with the guy who he was telling that he did not uh, trust Travis. He see Travis truck there. So he instantly, you know, just was like, oh, so Travis is here. He is, a, uh, I mean, Stone. They call him Stone. They're like, Stone is here. He is a traitor. So, um. <clears throat> The guy is like, I can just go in there and get a headshot on all of them. And he like, no, because if you do that, um, the dad is going to come down here. And, you know, anybody who pulled a trigger, it ain't going to matter. He going to come and his wrath is going to kill everybody, every one of us. So, you know, he don't make his move yet, but we know that they're going to be after Stone, Travis, because they feel like he is the traitor and they don't trust him. And remember, Smiley was calling his uncle to warn him and he never heard what he had to say. So he pulls off and um, Jenny and Cassie, they get together and they started putting everything together. They pretty much know they're going to have to bring in Harper and Max for questioning. And um, they're like, first they want the fingerprints to come back so they can have proof due to their kids but now that they have basically a lot of the missing links connecting with t-lock harper and max they're like pretty soon they're they're, they're catching on and they're like we're gonna have to bring them in so we go to the next scene child and wolf is pissed he didn't made it back from his little book tour and he is pissed. He is like, who let this man out? And they instantly know Scarlett did something. She did something and he damn near broke her hand. <laughs> but she lets him know like, look, uh, woof. He went to go get Phoebe. He he coming back. I promise you he coming back. I believe this is working for us. And, you know, she plays along good because he, child, he was about to hurt Scarlett even more. And Wolf sets off to go find Ronald. So we get into the next scene. Now, Ronald asked, supposed to be going to see Scarlett with Phoebe. And his urges then, then, then took over. And he didn't stop and made a trip at Cassie's PI office, Doyle and Hoyt. And he out there just waiting. And little Phoebe like, I thought you was taking me to see my mama. And he like, oh, I just had to make one little stop. Now, see, that's why we're going to get there. 
we're gonna get there so we get into the um the next scene and we see travis goes to see jenny and she's you know after they give each other an enduring hug you know because she's been worried about him um and he just told her he loved her <laughs> but uh she tells him like look i talked to your handler um i talked to my boss everybody think you went rogue they think you are dirty and he like look if anybody should know, you know how undercover work works. So we see that they, uh, we know they work together in the past, but we see they both were, you know, undercover agents together. So he like, you know, if you play by the books, that will be the first thing that gets you killed. And she like, look, Travis, I know you. I know you as well as anybody else, you know, anybody would. And I know I can look in your eyes and tell that this is personal for you. And damn right it was. Now, now everything is adding up, making sense, and we see why Travis has is really taking this all the way to the next level. It's because he wants to bring down Veer Bueller, who is the father of Buller, who is the father of Jag and Ren, because that family killed his partner, his best friend, and this is personal. He wants to take all of them down, and by him taking the drugs to Ren instead of Dietrich that brought trust with the family so you know Dietrich was small time he was trying to get to them so now everything is making sense so I'm pretty sure when it returns in February we are going to meet that dad and they're going to you know bring it all together so we get into the next scene and we see poor little Bridger just trying to lead karate class in peace and here come Duno and Ren now he run back in there and he didn't tell the damn teacher not to let let her in. <laughs> but because he want to be Superman, like we don't lock doors around here, that caused him to get kicked in the balls and bring a knife to a gunfight child because Randon kind of kicked him in the balls. He pulled out his knife. Here come Duno. And to make a long story short, Rand is like, look, little boy, I know you got my money and you're going to get it to me as soon as possible or I'm going to kill your whole family. So she she cut it short and sweet, went in there like she was a little Sunday school teacher with her dress on and gave a little a little threat. But she said it nicely. She said it nicely. <laughs> so we get into the next scene and we see Ronald is going all over Cassie's office He's remembering like choking her when they were in that police car. He sees that she still, you know, wants to catch him because she has all of, you know, his pictures, all the evidence, you know, er like on the prowl of how she has never given up on this investigation. Uh, he sees the picture of his mother. He kind of stumbles off of that. When he, he sees this little mugshot, he, child. So, He's going through everything and her and her dad, they come in laughing, celebrating because her dad did get the ranch. Even though Ren and her people, they um, put in a higher offer, his letter showing his passion and why he wanted the ranch won the realtor over. So, you know, they're happy. They're celebrating. Everything is going great for them. And Ronald is back there watching everything. And the dad is trying to tell her, like, look, I told you what's meant to be will be. This was meant for us. So they have a very sweet and nice father and daughter enduring moment. They He finally got his dream. And he's like, you know what? I'm feeling so good. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, finish fixing on 
everything that I was supposed to do. <clears throat> um, so they walk down to the basement. And he's telling her, like, you know, something is wrong with this door. And she is like, oh, it's an old place, you know. But he decides to stay and fix it. You know, he, everything is good. And, you know, he's just trying to get his daughter's business up and right, running properly. You know, have everything working right. So he leaves. I mean, she leaves. And while she leaves... We got Ronald watching her leave. The daddy come upstairs. And as soon as he come upstairs to pour him look like some coffee, he see Ronald picture on the ground. And then he looks up and there go damn Ronald. And Ronald tells him, like, look, I see your daughter still been looking for me. I'm not crazy anymore. I've changed. Just tell her to leave me alone. I don't want to hurt you. Just let me go. Now, <clears throat> Cassie daddy I get it I understand you want to protect your daughter as you should but this man is a maniac and as soon as Ronald walks off Cassie daddy charges at him and Ronald was ready for it and he knocks him in the head that pissed me off that pissed me off Dumbass Ronald walked back out to the car. He thinking little Phoebe still gonna be in there. Now he done been in the PI office for about an hour. He didn't kill somebody. He didn't stalk somebody. He didn't went all through the pictures and the files. And he still think Phoebe is gonna be in this mobile home. Phoebe is gone, Ronald. She's gone. And when he opened the door, talking about Phoebe, Wolf knocks his ass out. And that's what he get for killing Cassie Daddy. Now, Ronald has always been a creep, but he pissed me off killing Cassie Daddy on this one, okay? He had just bought that ranch. This all Cassie had. You know, get him, Wolf. Get him, Wolf. Wolf, like, you've been a bad, bad dog. So we get into the next scene and I knew it. I knew it. I think I said it on the last recap. I said, watch y'all. Max is going to be in her room sleeping and T-Lock. I knew Travis wasn't going to kill him because he is undercover. So he's an officer. He can't just kill him over a drug drug deal going bad or whatever but i knew t-lock was gonna get set free and we see he didn't got in max room and he's like where the money maxie like a creep um while she sleep so we get into the next scene and cassie comes to work the next day and she finds ronald's picture on the floor she doesn't really think too much of it at first but then when she look and she sees all the blood droppings and it leads her to her father's um body and you know we see him propped up with the picture of her and her son and you know they're playing a sad music it was a very emotional scene and you know at first she's got that like no 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 and then it, she just breaks down and you know I wanted to cry it made me so sad because like I love Cassie and Jenny they're my favorite on this show and you know it was so emotional when Jenny found Cody's body and you know they had to do the burial burial and all of that and now we see and that was her husband and but now we see 
that was Jenny, you know, but now we see Cassie going through her thing where this is her father. This is all she has. You know, he helps her so much with her son. Like this was just like an emotional scene. And I just wish he would have just let Ronald crazy ass go. But as a father, you know, I get that part of him wanting protector, but Ronald is a maniac. So I knew that when I, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be good. It's not. As soon as they met head to head, I just knew it wasn't going to be good. I felt so bad for Cassie. So that was my recap of Big Sky. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was a really good episode. It left us with um, a great cliffhanger, but then not even just the cliffhanger because we know what's to come. We know that Ren's father is going to show up. He's probably going to be this big, bad cartel guy, going to shake things up even more. I'm uh, pretty sure him and Travis will come head to head by his personal. It showed us in the previews um, for episode nine that <laughs> Ronald is back tied up at Wolf's. <laughs> We see um, Cassie and Jenny, they are uh, at her father's funeral and look like they have his his body in like a, a horse and carriage, like the horse and carriage is carrying off his body. So they're getting ready for his funeral and we see Cassie and Jenny are ready for revenge and you know they're going to kick some ass. So I cannot wait. I, I can't wait for the second half. Um, so we got a couple weeks off to, you know wait but i'm sure they're gonna come back with the banger um it just said it airs sometime in february so i don't have a date to give you guys but you know as soon as they let us know i will announce it and i will recap it that friday when it drops that thursday well i hope you guys have a beautiful day and come back and join me tonight for our snowfall in December's. I will be recapping snowfall that will be uploaded by 9 p.m. EST. And I will be back on Sunday for our Power Book 2 recap. So on that note, thank you guys for your support as always. I love you guys. And it's your girl Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. I'm not going to